Alright, so, okay. <gasps> this is our first podcast. We're discovering our thirties. <sighs> okay. I'm just gonna open up this bottle of wine. Wonderful. After I said I wouldn't. <laughs> Look, I need all the juice I need. <laughs> we're here tonight, ladies and gents. Oh! And whoever's listening to us, because we're discovering what it means to be in our 30s. <laughs> Never. Never. So, a little bit of an introduction. And, and it's a great introduction because you and I are polar opposites. Ah, uh, not in terms of spirit and and our values and what we believe in. I think with the most two of us bond together so much. One because from a horoscope perspective, Aquarius and Leo's just bond. Do you get along? Yeah. I'm gonna Google that. Eighty nine percent already really? Google. The, yeah, already Google that shit. But so Aquarius and Leo's, but. We're opposites in the sense that we're both in our thirties. Mm-hmm. I, I know I'm not. I'm the one who is raising two boys on her own. I've got two children, five, five and six, and well, I don't have to speak for you, but I'll speak for myself. Go speak for yourself because I think it's very important to. I mean, your introduction is like epic. It's not really. It's very. It's it's very easy. I raised two kids on my own. Mm-hmm. I left a really shit relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm fighting the good fight. Mm-hmm. And it was only until I turned thirty mm-hmm. that I really found mm-hmm. the Lulu that always existed. Hell right? yeah! Hell yeah! so glad you found that place yeah i know and then i'm able to share that with you and bounce ideas off you because and this is where you introduce yourself oh my god wait 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 why do you bounce ideas off me no you haven't explained our opposite well you're polar opposites because you don't have the children the, the making of the children. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> you don't have the children. And... I'm older than you. You're, yes. Not by much. I'm a smidgen. I'm a smidgen older than you. I'm yeah. 33, you're 30. Yeah. yeah. And, um... I don't know. You're, you're living your life differently to mine. And I guess that's what makes us polar opposites. And I think that's really important because we have two different perspectives on life. Yeah, okay. You're forgetting your career as well. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Look. You're look, a career woman. You're I, a single career woman. Yes. There's not many women I find that are like me. And if anything, we always go back to that conversation that I had last year where it was like I was speaking with my manager and I'm like, I want to find a mentor. And she's like, find someone who's like you. Guess what? There's not many 30 single, raising two children on her own, has aspirations for her own career. However, I'm 
probably going to make that person myself for someone else. So I'm cool with that. But anyways, it's not all about me. Sylvia Abergee is here. My name is Louise Munoz. We're going to talk about shit for a long time because we have been friends for about 15 years. A long time. A long time, man. A fucking long time. Really? Is it 15 years? When did we meet? Like, no. When did we officially... Wait, okay. I'll introduce myself and then we'll talk about how we met. Correct. Because I think this will set up the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. I really hope this is going to be an epic podcast. I really is. I think it's going to find a value. I think I think we're, we're struggling. We're the earlier part of the millennials. Okay, unfortunately, we we're in a bandwidth of people who were born in the eighties, right up until ninety four, some shit like that. It's a ridiculous space, and and we're we're. We just had this really lengthy conversation, which I wish we recorded. I know, but in sh- in a nutshell, I think we're like the little ones of the Gen X and the elders of the millennials. Oh, I love that. Yeah. 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 So we kind of like learnt from the best, mm. have a little bit of struggles of our own, mm-hmm. but because we learnt resilience from Gen X... Oh, I fucking love resilience, but we're yeah. guiding millennials. But I kind of feel we're not doing a good job about that. 100% we're doing a great job at it. You reckon? Absolutely. Yeah, but then the younger millennials kind of just go off and do their own thing. And, don't, and don't want to listen. <laughs> I had to take a break. Yeah. I'll get back there. Mm. Anyways, introduction to yourself. Please, ladies and gents, the Sylvia. My name is Sylvia. I am 33. I'm 100% career woman. No, I do not have children. Have no idea whether I want children. Um, just on my journey to building my own empire, really. Mm-hmm. Um, jump from project to project. Complete them, but like projects. Um, that's pretty much it. Mm-mm. Like, Mm-mm. Oh, oh. That is not pretty much it. Elaborate then, because I'm struggling. Okay, so you are about to marry. The love of my life. Yeah, no, he really is such a great man. He is. That's amazing. And then, um, you know, you're so creative. You're so, like, (laughs) out there and... Full of life and energy. I love it. So, what are our challenges? What, our own challenges? I don't know. What is this podcast about? What do we want to get out there? What do we just want to open up the conversation about? I think the real world. Mm. The, The real world in our 30s. Like, socially, the social aspect, the internal aspect, meaning what goes on in our minds like i feel like for a lot of people when you get into your 30s there's a switch and i mean i felt that okay so the year of 29 was and when you have a lot of friends that are living in the year of 29 it's kind of like this big this big like anticipation for 30s but it's it's, I i feel like majority of it was fear for me it wasn't fear because I mean, I'm a bit of a dreamer, but like 
All right, so I had a friend and she was 29 and her birthday was coming up and she didn't want to talk about it. Mm. She not she just didn't want to know about 30 mm. she, because she had a fear of growing old. Mm. Um, and I feel like that's a lot of people, maybe more than, more women than men. I feel like women are more in touch with their emotions and Correct. there are men that are, but I feel men, that women are. It's a fear of getting old and I think it's that gen, that generation thing. Hundred percent. So, what were we talking about tonight? So, you know what's really interesting, right? Tell me, Louisa. What's really interesting? Okay. So, now I'm in the thirty bracket. I tend to have I I tend to have more female friends that are in their twenties. Now, I don't know what I'm trying to figure out what that means. I don't know if that's me trying to hold on to my youth. I don't mean I don't know if that's me feeling uncomfortable with my age we had this lengthy conversation tonight where come september bonus pay i'm gonna dip my hands into that bonus and plump my face there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that into every botox crease of my skin i want to invest in silicon let me just tell you and (laughs) and I just want to dump that shit into my face to not remind myself that I'm getting old because with getting old, it's this sense of accomplishment. How much have I accomplished in the time that I've lived on this earth? You know, and it's like, what do I need to do? What do I really need to evaluate? Can I freeze time a little, i.e. can I freeze my face a little? (laughs) (laughs) With shit like silicon. And, yes, you can. And, yes, you can. And delay time, in a sense, for me to be able to reevaluate my life and figure out what the fuck's going on. And I've had some roadblocks. Let's let's consider that. And 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 being the aspirational women woman that I am, um, you know, I have had to take a step back to be able to deal with heaps of other shit, which we don't really need to get into at this point. But um, you know, I'm hanging around these younger women which remind me of when I was their age and it's so interesting because I remember because I have women now that are in their 40s they've had the children we still connect they may be in their late 30s um, and I was the 20 year old that they used to hang around with do you remember that mm. in Bondi mm. totally remember that and I was like what is it about me that I was 21 and they were out partying and all that sort of thing and what do you think the link is it's that sense of keeping onto your youth whilst you're figuring out your own shit. Hundred percent. I think I just figured that out myself right now. I think you just had an epiphany. Yeah. On our first podcast. Discovering our thirties. <laughs> oh my god, that needs to be our jingle. <laughs> our podcast. What? Creepy. Creepy breath jingle. <laughs> <laughs> No, seriously, though, we have been talking about this for such a long time. You and I have talked shit for over a decade now. Good it's about shit. time. Yeah. Good <laughs> shit. Yeah. But we need to record this shit now. Mm. What that means for everyone else, I don't know. I'd love to be able to get to one point, have people... Call in and give us topics. Right. Probably yeah. right. Yeah. Because we'll be busy working because, unfortunately, we haven't gotten... Minimum wage, <laughs> no, we're pretty. No, we're pretty fortunate that we have some strong, a strong set of brains in our head to be able to sustain a certain 
way of life. Fucking go getters. Mm. I think so. I mean, my circle, Mm. my circle friends, and this is not pretentious. I'm not a pretentious person at all. I'm like the goofy person in the room. But I surround myself with a lot of powerful women. Mm -hmm. And when I say powerful, it doesn't come in the dollar signs. It comes in the personality. It comes in their drive. It comes in what they're trying to do with their lives and whether that's just surviving Mm. or excelling in their career. Mm. It's just, yeah. Mm. I just forgot what we're talking about. Us. It's going to be about us. So I feel like the women that I surround myself with, they kind of create my story as well about who I am. Yeah. Lou, here's a question for you. Oh, okay. When you were a little girl, Mm. what did you dream about being? Okay, this is very easy. Oh, okay. Let me draw the microphone. That microphone is touching your lips. (laughs) To my mouth. Um, No, so I think when I was, I was put into dancing from the age of four years old. That finished when I was 10, uh, when I was 20 years old. That was wow. A, that was the final time I, I danced. That's commitment. At my sister's wedding. So classically trained in ballet, classically trained in flamenco dancing, went to NIDA during summer school, my school holidays. Um, so performing arts was always um, this aspiration that I wanted to have. That's something we have in common. Yes, drama. Great. That's yeah. Know. Um, remember the Olympics that we used to do in Sedan College? Oh my god! I and remember those drama Olympics that we used yeah. to do, and yeah. we used to have a jingle. I still remember. <laughs> I, I still remember my jingle. I don't even remember mine. I remember mine. Do you want to hear it? Go. Okay. Wait, did I host your drama Olympics? Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> I was the fairy with the squeaky balls. And I was the Dilma Tea Gang. The, the Dilma Tea Gang. I don't fucking remember. And we had this jingle to Gangsters Paradise. Do you remember? As I walk to the judges that are in front of me, I take a look to my left and offer Dilma Tea. Yo. Oh my god. Because I've been drinking Dilma since I was three. Even my mama thinks that Dilma's good for me. I didn't even remember that. But I never had a drink that ain't Dilma. You gotta know it comes from India, fool. <laughs> I'm the cutter G, the little homies want to be. I'm on the street on my knees, <laughs> <laughs> drinking him with the Dilma teas. Legit, that was our jingle. How good is that? Oh my God, I don't remember that at all. I have a weird memory. Oh my God, we're so connected on so many levels. Oh my God. Okay, anyways, back to, just the, topic, yeah. back to the question. So what do you want to be? Yeah, yeah I, I, I literally thought my life, because my life had been surrounded by performing arts, that that was the life I was going to lead. That all died very quickly. Um, After the drug overdose commercial? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so oh, okay, government. Government, though. government, yes. The government drug ad campaigns was my claim to fame. Um, and I, I remember that so specifically. I remember um, being in the um, like caravan things when the, where you go in and they do your makeup and they have that. Yeah, in Sydney. Yeah. What? Uh, it was in you like, like a public toilets. In it was like, like um, uh, I don't know what suburb it was in, somewhere south. And um, it was like this pub. And anyways, they had the no. 
No. It started with P. Anyways, I figured it out. There was this massive van and they had, and, and I remember they dressed me in like Bettina Liano when Bettina Liano still used to exist. I had her, I had jeans on and then I had Versace top and I was like, I need to keep this Versace top. And then I was like, I have arm fun- armpit fungus, <laughs> so I can't give this top back. And then she, they you said would, that. Yeah, 100%. I was like 15. I'm like, fuck, I want this top. I want to keep this top. It's a Versace mesh top newest season and then she's like sweetie no we know all the tricks we're getting that top back it was it was like eleven hundred dollars that top yeah anyways not to get off topic but um i performing arts was the was the way that i wanted to go maybe we need to take a quick break you can keep talking i'm going to check on little bub so this is real life, guys. Peeps, <laughs> whenever we can take a break. So currently, Louise's little boy Aston, he broke out to an allergic reaction. He's got hives and he's super itchy. Maybe this is a topic we'll bring up later on, like in another podcast. But this is real life, and I guess our podcast is about this is our lives. Some people will be interested, some people won't be. But we're totally okay with that. So right now she's rocking the little five-year-old back to sleep because it's uncomfortable. Um, yeah. Well, I guess I go on to what I wanted to be when I was a kid. I never gravitated towards wanting children, wanted an empire career. This sounds wacky, but it's what I wanted. Um, and I guess it's what I drove for for my life. Maybe want kids in the future, but not sure, and I'm happy to be in that space of mind. Um, most of my common friends, closest friends, they have children. I love them, my angels. Kids are so beautiful. Just don't know if I want them to be on my own. Oh, she's back. Is he alright? He's fine. I was just explaining that he broke out to a reaction of something. I know. That's just real life. Is he young? Is he old enough to um, take? Hay fever tablets, or do you have to uh, No, there's, no, there is um, kids' Clarentine tablets. Mm. They're like chewable ones. They taste really yummy. Mm. But uh, he's cool. I'll say maybe that can be a topic for future podcasts. Yeah, look. Then I went on a rant about, I don't know, children. Don't ever want them. Maybe, maybe not. I surround myself with friends that do have beautiful children, and they are my angels. Don't ever want them full time. It's not the end all or be all of life. No, but do you promise to look after me when I'm old? Because I am older than you and I need a designated friend that will take care of Graham and I when we're like shitting our pants. 100%. Are you sure, promise? What if I decide to be single for the rest of my life? You won't be single for the rest of your life. But if it so happens that Graham and I are so fucking old we can't even tell our toes from our fingertips. Will you look after us or convince your children to look after us as well? Yeah. I just need a donor. Yeah. A donor to take care of us and then I don't want to have children. Okay. Here's what we'll do. Yeah. We'll all just find a nursing home that we all want to be a part of. Oh, my God. I love this idea. Continue. <laughs> and we'll just hang out. So, yeah. So, um, I think 
that one, like, you know, it's, it's so interesting. You're in this phase of the moment where you don't know you want kids. I'm in this phase where I don't know if I want to partner for a very long time. Gone through two. We don't need to go into that to an extent. But I'm quite happy to come home at the end of my day. Got two children, so that's already a lot to deal with. Yeah. You know, training. training. Do I have the capacity to have someone else in my life right now? Yes, you do. No. <laughs> yeah. No, this is why we don't agree. I don't. You do. No, you do. You do, but you need to find a person that will take a little bit of that weight off your shoulders. Uh, yeah, that's true. That makes it okay. That doesn't make it about themselves. Mm. You just haven't found that yet. But no. I feel like you're in... I feel like in your life, you were at the best point of your life to start meeting people to make that decision. Oh, but it's so hard. That's another fucking thing we have to talk about. How to meet people in your 30s. I need to write this down. How to meet people today, in today's society. We're from Sydney. Sydney, complications everywhere. Fuck, man. I mean, the only dating site that I've been on is... Mm. I don't know if we're even allowed to say. Starts with B. No, if they pay us, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. But um, it's it's a dating app where um, I am the one who initiates the conversation, which I'm really cool with because it means that I don't have to speak to creepy people. Um... But, yeah, it's, it's, it's incredibly difficult, you know, especially the last guy that I was with. What did I break up over him? Like, I, it was the smallest thing, but he was a lot older. He was probably about, how old was he? 17 years older. And I just thought, mate, that quality of you is only going to get worse with age. I don't have time for that shit. How no. You need a pool boy. I think I have that. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I do. Yeah. Waving hands in me. I asked Frank if I can have a pool boy and he says no. Of course not. Why? He can have a secretary. We're just going to do a bit of a Snapchat whilst we're Okay, so back to the topic. 100%. What did you aspire to be when you were younger? Okay, so... Yes, back to your dancing when you were with your sister in your 20s. Yes, uh, a dancer, that didn't happen, um, and I quit everything. Um, but yeah, I aspire to be actress and a dancer. Somehow integrated one. So maybe somewhere, something in theatre, Broadway. I don't know. That's so funny because when I was a kid, I aspired to be an actress or a singer. Yeah, and we somehow have those qualities now. So one of the great things, I think, especially now because I'm in a leadership role, um, is that it's so easy for me to talk. It's so easy for me to think of my feet. It's so easy for me to think outside of the box. And they're all qualities that I took from over a decade's worth of training of having to do that because um, especially 
dancing and ballet and flamenco. It was all about conveying a story and a message without words. Through sense of expression, through sense of improvisation, through sense of dance, through sense of movement, you know. Do you feel like you use those tactics in your life? Absolutely, all the time. I have to think on my feet all the time. Yeah. I have to think on my feet all the time. Even and it's and you know you know my story. You know it's just like crisis situation. I know where I can be. What do I have to do to get there? And it's just like involving myself. It's like space job. Remember space job in drama class? Someone starts an action, mm. and then you take on that action, and you go space jump, and then whatever position you're in, you have to make up the story. Mm, I forget that. I think it gives you great life, like practicing life. I probably wanted to um, be on that show with. Um, <laughs> what was that show? Whose line, Whose line is, is, it? is it? Anyway! Oh my god! How do we both think of that? Oh my god! Yeah, fuck yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. That's what we played at um, Drama Clamp. I'm going to get a grab a banana. Grab a... Grab a... Banana. Um, no, I don't want anything. I can't eat fruit with... Um, vino. One way. One way. One way. Look, we're talking a lot of drivel here. Um, it's our first podcast. It's right? our first podcast. We're really going to sell these first podcast, so... You back to your childhood. What did you aspire to be? Why? I've already answered this. So you're dancing. Yeah, dancing. That's what I aspire to be. You? Alright. My sisters used to grab me by my hair to play parents and children. I fucking hated it. How does that tie in? A parent, not parents and children, like parents and um, teachers. And I hated playing that shit because I didn't care for kids. I'm gonna say it. So you didn't. Didn't so care for kids. They loved. They loved being teachers and they loved being parents. They loved having children as young kids. But what I used to play were castles, like imaginary land. I would climb over my. My dad made this barbecue out of brick. Mm. And. I would escape the claws of my sisters mm. and I would go play imaginative, imaginative, imaginative castles mm. on my dad's brick barbecue. That was my life. And it was about building a kingdom. And, and I kind of feel like anything is possible mm. as a kid. Mm. I was always like playing like ogres were coming in my way and I had to get through it to get to the end and I mm. kind of feel like I used that in my life and my whole life has been about building the Silvia Empire yeah I agree so I think that's probably a quality I appreciate about, appreciate appreciate about you is your sense and capacity to build and I always have this memory of you. Oh, shoot. Here we go. You know this memory very well. Okay. The memory... So it's, the, it's, it's that night that you spent at my townhouse in Witherall Park. My little old townhouse. And you were unemployed. You didn't know what you were doing with your life. This is when my dad died? Yeah. Dark days, dark days. Dad had passed away. You were really, 
you knew where you wanted you needed to be but you were on my couch trying to figure out what the fuck needed to happen and it was such a long way away oh my god like you're in your 20s i don't know how old you were 21 or 2 or 3 something now it kind of yeah it can no 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 it was no oh no no because if you think about how long i've i've you know been in my relationship so it was before then so you were 21 so i was 21 so i was at least 18 or 17 so i'm talking like early 20s no. yeah 100 percent oh somewhere in between where of the period of breaking up with him yeah, so 21, 22. And I remember just that that night was just a session of shit talk. We were both, I don't know, broke. Yeah! The piano song, yeah. And so, and, and with you... I, I specifically, you were on my couch, right? And, and you were just lying down. Beautiful Stephen had passed away not too long before that. And you were just like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? And there was nothing in your life, nothing. really. There was absolutely nothing. Long-term boyfriend, gone. Gone. Um, you know, dad, gone. no longer here. Um sense of self no longer here and but you had this tiny voice inside you that you knew you had to clamor out climb and claw to get to and it and that goes back to your aspiration as a child where you wanted to build that whole castle thing and I've seen that. I've seen the transformation. That's, it's that's, like the Mariah Carey, Mimi emancipation or whatever, <laughs> or, or emaciation or whatever the fuck that word is. And and you have seriously just clamoured out of all of that shit and, and gotten to this place now where you're like, eh, I just have to see people every weekend all the time now. I've just got this amazing <laughs> job and I've got this wonderful Scottish husband that wants to marry me. And we're going to get married in this really fancy restaurant. And I've got this beautiful dress now and it's the Mimi skirt. And I'm, I'm just... You remember the name of the skirt? I fucking have 100% I remember everything. And, you know, and that is really something to be proud of. And, yeah, yeah, you know I what? know, and I observe. I might be a bit ditzy sometimes, but I fucking observe you know, shit. You're never ditzy. But you know, what, you know what's actually quite um, nice is someone relay your struggle and actually tell you how you were in your struggle mm. i think it's very powerful and very appreciative so thank you i love you i love you too because it, it actually but do you know you, i feel like it's ignited a fire yeah for me. yeah yeah and that's good because it's nice to know that that little drive is within you yeah so, you know and i've seen it and i love it i love that, that i've seen that you know, that's cool man and and ten you ten, you know we always talk about and we had this conversation when on that couch. It's like, where are we going to be in ten years' time? Here we are, you know, just another another layer of our life. We're in our thirties. We're trying to figure out what the fuck we're doing. We didn't have a microphone back then, but no. fuck 
the microphone would have been hidden in our bags, <laughs> in a nightclub, Mars bar lounge, dancing on the tabletops, and. Dun, 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 I tried to. Dun, <laughs> Somewhere in Double Bay, <laughs> Cherry Jam. There was a piano, live saxophone player. Such good days, and and that is probably what we struggle with so much. It's because we we're living in a society now that's so desensitized from so much. At the end of the day, we have a phone, we have this electronic device I don't like it. that we're holding in our hand, and we're thinking. This is what our life is attached to. But we haven't really lived that life for a long period of time. Yeah. And we so, can see and how so, and so we go up and down and up and down in terms of what the fuck spot are we doing? On. Yeah. No, that's spot on. I agree. Anyways. Can I tell you when I saw your spark? Oh, okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> so how I met Louisa was um, I was friends with these two girls. Sisters. <laughs> sisters we don't we don't we try not to Those denigrate we do not name we, we try not to denigrate people they had they had they were good they were good in their own anyway denigrative way <laughs> anyway so met louisa i knew louisa when she was um in year seven i was in year 10 um and had a fight with my friend. Her sister was in Louisa's year. Reconnected at Louisa's formal. Mm-hmm. And then the friendship reignited and Louisa by then was in their group. Treated her like shit. Mm. These girls treated Lou like absolute shit. Mm-hmm. And I saw that. And all I saw from Lou was a really, really nice chick. Mm-hmm. Like, no qualms. No fucking judgment. Life is life. Hang on the good moments. Dismiss the bad. And these girls bullied her and I hated it. And I loved the girls because, you know, they were long-term friends of mine. Established another relationship through them. Mm. Um, Hated the way they treated you. Mm. Fucking killed me. And I always used to be like, man, lay off the girl. And they hated you. I don't even know why. And I kind of feel like they were intimidated by your your personal atmosphere. Probably. I like calling it that. Personal atmosphere. My personal. The bubble that you bring in. <laughs> and people are intimidated by it. Yeah. And you know what? That's okay. I always get that. You either be intimidated by it or enjoying the atmosphere. Aura. I, I get called the bubble. Yeah, um, uh, personal atmosphere. I'll go with that. Personal right. atmosphere is better but, than fucking aura. Error. <laughs> 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 error. I see purple. I see purple. There is a I see purple. Or <laughs> yeah. But I saw that, and not going into too much detail. Your own story to tell throughout this podcast, but yeah, I saw a blossom that needed to blossom. What are those trees? These beautiful Japanese trees. Cherry blossom trees. Cherry blossom. I saw a Jesse blossom. I saw a saw. A Jesse blossom blossom. I saw a cherry blossom. Yeah. That had potential to blossom. All right. And there was a little bit of self-stopping that. And then I saw you grow, grow, 
group, fuck's sake, it's late. What time is it here? 10 p.m., 10.30, plus my bedtime. Um, Three wines later. Um, it's early. I saw a cherry blossom that needed to blossom, and seeing these girls just cut at those branches. But not Liz, right? No, no not no, Liz. Not, That's the only reason why I was there, because of Liz. Yeah, and I knew that, and I saw that. And, and I dealt with that shit because of Liz. Yeah, and I that loved was Liz. cool, man. I don't even know how you went on that holiday with them. Cans, Pelvinus, as far as I'm going. Oh my god, that was really funny. Mm. That was such a mm. funny holiday, to be honest. I remember that there was where we stayed. <laughs> it was it was powered by a generator. On New Year's Eve, the generator cut out. So I will borrowed. No, no, we hauled up a flight of stairs, a wheelbarrow filled with alcohol. <laughs> because what? we had to get ice from a from a from a petrol station because the generator blew, and there was no electricity in the little town that we were staying in in Cairns. Well, it was that very holiday that kind of split the group. Hundred percent. Liz realised her shit and was like, "These two are dipshits." And um, my friend Lou's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty sad. Um, and I hated the way they treated you because I saw potential in you. And not potential as in cool, but potential as in this kid does not need to be bullied through her friendship group. Mm. And hell yeah, have you shown that through your life. Oh, yeah. And I just want to say, Mama Lou, I'm fucking proud. Mm. Beanie, off to you. Thanks, wispy hair. I, 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 I appreciate <laughs> Nothing about your 30s, your hair starts to fall. Oh, God. You should have a baby. Just pick it up a little bit. Hey, man. That's another thing. Oh, we have so much shit to talk about. So much to talk we about. We have so much shit to talk about. We appreciate topics to talk about mm. by people who want to listen to our babbling at 10.30 at night. Yeah. But there's so much shit that in comparison to my 20s that I did not care about that I'm now caring about. What's that? What are those differences? The elasticity of my skin <laughs> is one thing and how quickly it rebounds from my eyes, my cheeks. I just want a little bit to make me go, good morning. No, I want that. I want that. Like I said at the beginning of this. Hey, how are you? Good morning. I yeah, want. I just want no one to know how I'm feeling at any given time. Don't I just, like I just no. poke no. a face, hundred percent, all the time. I want that shit dumped in my face, injected into my eyeballs. No, I like facial expressions. Facial expressions. I don't. Expressions, I love it. I don't. Don't care I for them. Be, I could be the goof. And then don't all care of for a them. Sudden I could do a little raise eyebrow and go. Are you serious? Do you want to think about that? Don't get for your opinion. And then they'll be like, ooh, she's not goofy funny anymore. She's freaking serious. Don't get for your opinion. What do I do with this? And I'll be like, I'll tell you what to do with this. Answer my freaking question. That's what I'll be with that. You don't want to deplete your facial expressions by 100%. Maybe 70%. So you at least can wince or something. Like raise a fucking eyebrow or something. Your nose or snort. Look, here's what I know. Okay. What do you know, Lou? Okay. I was listening to... um, another woman talking about Botox what happens is where okay so your muscles as you age start to wrinkle which is why we we eventually wrinkle up and 
look like leather at the end of our lives. Uh, <laughs> but um, what happens is where you inject Botox in one place, the wrinkle and the elasticity where it needs to crinkle will find another place in your face, in your body. I feel like I'm wrapping. You are like <laughs> your hands like full on hip, gangster right hip. now, but it's about. I got me. a hip. Hop. I got the hip, 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 the wrinkle to the fox. I got look a little long that I want to be older. I want my wiseness. I want my youngness. My face doesn't know what my body wants. Is. Oh Def- my god, that should be like a deflect from Yoda. Deflect from the Yoda. <laughs> from the yoga. My face wants to be a little stricher. Have a vodka lime soda. <laughs> <laughs> what? So, um, you know, I just. You know, it, do you understand? So it's like... Um, you want to look like you're hanging a shit 24-7. <laughs> I just want to look young again. And you ate like a nut pie and you're allergic to nuts. <laughs> so your lips are so big you can't even say... Her, her, her. No, 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 no. I don't think I'll do anything on these. I think I appreciate my lips. Your lips are amazing. Yeah, yeah. Touch them. My eyes. My, I just want to, when I put... You just need a bit of a lift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with so. Botox, what you can do is you can do a little bit of Botox up the top part of your forehead. And it, that is enough to make your face go like this. That's going to be our top... Okay, so in September, we're going to have a before podcast session. And then in October, we're going to have a after <clears throat> podcast session. Can we post a photo? 100%. I don't care what we do. Mm-hmm. I can show everything. I can show everything where each feeler needs to be injected. Yeah, I will you don't want to look like someone hit you in the face with a pan. No one, no, of course I won't do that. I would look like time has frozen. Hmm. Hmm. While well, I figure my shit out. Hmm. Hmm. Ice gives you head, head freezes. What do they call it? Ice. Why are we talking about ice? Well, Botox freezes your face. Ice freezes shit. Ice gives you... What do you call it when you have, when you... Look, ice cream I need to stand at the water cooler of life, of my life, pour that into ice cube plastic trays, put it in the freezer until I figure my shit out. And that also means I need to inject Botox in and around my eyes and my forehead. You just need your kids to be a little bit older. <laughs> <laughs> you just need them to be teenagers <sighs> and your bags will go away. Yeah, I started getting great heads too. Oh, oh. <laughs> Look, it has been... How long have we been talking for? 42 minutes and I need to pee. Okay, I love it. Okay, I think we need to end this session here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. It may be a total bunch of nonsense, but we are working this out as we go along. We're going to post this shit. Soonish. We're going to listen to it, perhaps. And, (laughs) you know... Who's cutting this? Who wants the job? um, You... (laughs) <laughs> we have so much shit to talk about. So much shit to talk about. We're well vintaged women. <laughs> We're great grapes. We're great grapes. We're good penfolds, Grange. We're great vintage. Since 1980s. Circa, circa, Weather sorry. has been rough, but we've come out in the 14th of February, Valentine's Day. I'm that Grange people want to drink. I love you all. Good night. Thank you. What are we going to call ourselves? Uh, 
The Lou and Sylvan Lou, Lou and Syl show. I was thinking the shit talk space, but you know. (laughs) (laughs) We'll figure it out. Um, We don't need a name right now. We just need to get some shit out there. This is how we speak. This is how we speak, and this is how we have been speaking for the past 10 years. Yes, but we get more comfortable at it with a big microphone that looks like a dildo in a cup covered by a tablecloth. I'll take a picture of it. It's actually quite good. We're going to call this podcast... Ep 1. Filtered dildo. (laughs) In your 30s. (sighs) Deep through that shit. Listen to our podcast... We're going to come back. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Also, the background music is Frank Ocean.